Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. Folks, believe it or not, we got NFL playoffs just two days away. I can't believe it. Feels like just yesterday, the first game of the season was starting. NFL kickoff. We said, what to expect this year, 2022-2023 season. All that is done. It is now part of the real season. Dominic, NFL playoffs. Here we go, baby. Let's go, (laughs) William. Here we go. The playoffs are here. Let's get the show on the road. There's so much news, so much to talk about. Let's get it started. Oh my gosh, yes, Dominic, you got that right 100%. Obviously, we got Black Monday firings to talk about. We got overall seeds to talk about. We know all the uh, NFL teams that did not make the playoffs, where they'll be picking in this NFL draft. We could talk about that a little bit later on in the show, but let's talk about teams that are here to stay. We got NFL playoffs, Dominic. I guess, you know what, Dominic, I want to jump right away and talk about that seventh seed in the NFC. I thought it was going to be the Green Bay Packers. I think you thought it was going to be the Green Bay Packers. This, I thought, before the end of last week, like I talked about, Dominic, I wasn't super high on Green Bay to begin the season, but they were on a roll. They were doing well, well, and I really did think they were going to beat uh, Detroit Lions. Seattle did did what they had to do. Uh, They took care of business and beat the Los Angeles Rams, which meant the Detroit Lions, Dominic, had quote-unquote nothing to play for, but Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions spoiled the Green Bay Packers, and I love what Dan Campbell said before the game. He said, look, we're not going to make the playoffs, but our motivation is to make sure they don't, and that's exactly what they did. They played a typical Dan Campbell-like game, going for on fourth down, a few trick plays, and the Detroit Lions, Dominic, I want to say shocked the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, and the Packers missed the playoffs, and a lot of question marks heading into this offseason. Absolutely. A lot of questions up in Green Bay. I mean, this has happened before in Green Bay. When Brett Favre couldn't do it himself, he was shown the door, and Aaron Rodgers was groomed, ready to rock and roll, and he entered, and he ended up winning a Super Bowl pretty quick for the Packers. Will history repeat itself? Well, not with Jordan Love. I don't think so. Although he did show a little bit of improvement in the small time that we saw him this year. But boy, I feel sorry if I'm a Packers fan. Because, you know, other than you, William, you called the Packers from the very get-go before the the season even started. You're like, the Packers are not making it this year. They got rid of Devontae Adams. Well, you know what? You were right. Devontae Adams was a huge piece to that puzzle. He left to greener pastures. In Vegas, granted, Vegas didn't make the playoffs, but, you know, Vegas has the pieces slowly but surely being built in comparisons to Green Bay. I think, dare I say, could you ever see Aaron Rodgers go to Vegas and join Devontae Adams? Tune in, folks, because I think Aaron Rodgers has played his last down as a QB for the Green Bay Packers. I think it's time to move on. I think it all started with drafting Jordan Love and... Green Bay's never been able to get over that ugly, ugly moment for that franchise history. And now we're seeing it all play out. We saw it play out this year. I think Aaron Rodgers, for the past two years, he just, he hasn't had his heart in Green Bay. And I think it shows in his play. I think it shows in his teammates, the way that they respond to him. And quite frankly, I think Green Bay is really responsible as a franchise for putting what they have on the field to support him. So... I still think he still has one year left in the tank. He definitely has the talent. He definitely has the mechanics. He just can't do it anymore for the Packers. As for the Lions, congratulations being the spoilers. Jared Goff, you should honestly deserve one more year as the Lions quarterback. And I think we're going to see that. I think the Lions are going to draft a QB. It doesn't matter. They will draft a QB and Goff will continue playing. And maybe they, they groom that QB for three years. Just like we saw a la Aaron Rodgers and Favre. I think it's a great recipe for success. The Lions deserve the victory. The Packers are out. And let's see what happens come playoff time. Because the Seattle Seahawks sneak in as a result. That's the thing, Dominic. Where the Seattle Seahawks sneak in, which means they're going to be playing their division rivals as the um, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, pretty crazy to uh, to get that matchup. A few opening uh, matchups this uh, this weekend. That'll be the uh, divisional matchups, which is really cool. But yeah, Dominic, a lot of question marks in Green Bay. I am a, I'm with you. I do think that the uh, Green Bay Packers have a lot of question marks. And I do think that... Um, 
Rodgers will play one more season, at least one more season in the NFL. And look, if I have to make my prediction right now, I think he's back in Green Bay. I don't know what it is. It's just kind of my gut telling me something. We've seen, heard these rumors for a while. I would not be shocked to see him leave, Dominic. But uh, yeah, I, I, my my quick prediction is going to be that he stays. And uh, yeah, I just think for this Detroit Lions team, Dominic, it was such a Dan Campbell way to win this game. The hook and ladder play, they put everything on the table. And, uh, you know, I was I was uh, uh, crit critical of Dan Campbell uh, from the beginning of the year. I thought that his speeches were cool. But I said, you, you know, you got to start producing on the football field. Uh, it's exactly what he did in this game. And I think the Lions have a lot uh, to be happy before heading into this offseason so good stuff Detroit uh winning season there and knocking out your rivals from playoff contention um so what other game you want to recap Dominic a lot to get to yeah let's go right ahead and talk about the Seattle Seahawks clinching yeah. a victory who would have thought good old Geno Smith <laughs> his entire career resurrected by the one and only Pete Carroll and his ability to Really, I like this guy is just like you give him garbage. No offense, Geno Smith. You're not the greatest quarterback. I'm not necessarily calling you garbage. I kind of just did, but let's roll with it. I just think that at the end of the day, he is a great coach. And you could have a guy like Geno Smith coming into your franchise and uh, learning the system in and out for about what? Four or five years he was around Seattle. And when it came the time to call his number, he was ready. So, whether he started off as a garbage quarterback, he definitely isn't playing garbage at all this time around. And I think that, dare I say, against the San Francisco 49ers, this team better be ready to face the Seahawks. Divisional rivals tend to play very hard against each other, and they know each other like the back of their hand. So if San Francisco is sleeping on Seattle, watch out, because Geno Smith and company is going to take it to you, guaranteed come wildcard weekend. As for the game, whoa, that was a close one, eh? When we saw yeah. Myers miss that field goal, we're like, uh-oh, the Seahawks. You had it right there for you, but you just missed your field goal. Granted, game goes in overtime. What happens? He's getting, he gets a second shot and redeems himself. Kudos to the Seahawks. Kudos to that franchise. Kudos to the 12th man in Seattle. I think all that put together is the reason why the Seahawks are there. And like I said, do not sleep on those Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, like divisional games, Dominic, where you always tend to bring your A game or at least, uh, you know, want it more when you're playing against your division rivals. And that's going to be the case here in Seattle. Yes, Dominic, they it was a little bit too close to, for comfort in their, in their victory over the Los Angeles Rams. So they were losing at halftime in that game, but they settled down. They were able to win the game in overtime. Uh, you know, a uh, good thing for them because it, look, if they lose that game, the Detroit Lions are in and basically becomes a win and you're in for Sunday Night Football. But yeah, congrats to Seahawks for making it. I really did not think this was going to be possible, Dominic. I didn't think they were going to be in uh, from the beginning of the season. I was not a big Geno Smith fan, but, you know, he's proven me wrong and, and he looks just consistent. And there are times where we, we do see the bad Geno Smith, but I say consistent because overall, I feel like you kind of know the, the last play of the game he's going to be make. Uh, he's going to make, he's going to be the right one. And uh, he's just been doing that continuously this season. And it's good enough to get his team into the wild card spot. Good stuff, Seattle. Excited for that game. Let's go to the AFC, Dominic. And the, the my, my Miami Dolphins grabbing the last uh, C, the seventh spot there uh, in the AFC. It was not a pretty win, Dominic, for the Dolphins by any stretch of the imagination. But they won their game 11-6 to over the New York Jets. Uh, it was the defense that won the game, Dominic. Skylar Thompson did not look good. He looked like a deer in headlights. However, the defense was able to prevail. And Jason Sanders getting the game ball, making three field goals in this one. The game-winning 50-yard kick. He struggled a lot this year for the Dolphins. Super glad to see him, uh, you know, uh, come up clutch in this game for Miami. And then the other side, the Patriots winning their in. They don't get it done. Uh, Buffalo is able to beat uh, the New England Patriots. And I think what an incredible way for Buffalo to open off uh, the following game after the DeMar Hamlin incident. Good news, folks, that DeMar Hamlin seems to be okay. He's out of the hospital now, thank God. Uh, great signs there for uh, for Hamlin. And, uh, you know, everybody uh, was super, super happy to hear that, uh, that new information. So, a, number one, good news is Hamlin is okay. Should be fine. He's not out of the woods yet, but uh, so far, so good. And we're, we're super happy about that. And the Buffalo Bills, Dominic, it was, you know, like Josh Allen said, it was almost spiritual what happened. They op returned the opening kickoff 
uh, right after the first game of DeMar Hamlin's uh, scary incident. Incredible there. Buffalo, you know, wasn't a pretty win, Dominic. The offense struggled at times, but it was Hines getting two kickoff return touchdowns to the end zone and, uh, and eliminating the Patriots from playoff contention. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start here with the Miami game and we'll jump right sure. into the Buffalo game after. The Miami game, 11 to 6. I mean, not the greatest score, but we knew it was going to be a hard nosed football game. This is what playoff football is all about. Every inch in the trenches needed to be won. I was concerned Trevon Armstead did not play in this game. Therefore, that ability to pass was taken away. Skylar Thompson really struggled. I mean, Shaws Gardner was everywhere. He even got hurt in this football game. That shows you how dedicated he was as a football player to play every single game, no matter if you're in or out. That guy's a superstar in the making. Can't wait to see what he's going to do next for those Jets. But for the Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, you know, the IRS agent put it together with his <laughs> running game, with the running game. And yeah. these guys showed up. Raheem Moster and Jeff Wilson. The reason why the Miami Dolphins are in the playoffs is because those two lads, they delivered the goods against a tough Jets defense. That means running into a wall every single play, running into a wall. But look at the yards per average, 6.5 for Moster, yeah. 4.5 for Williams. Against that wall, that is impressive. And that is the reason why the Dolphins are in the playoffs. Now, this recipe for success, do you tweak it? Because, I mean, a win's a win in the NFL. You yeah. can chew the clock down. You know, you could give the, the opponent a lot less possessions to score if this is how you're going to win. Is the Miami Dolphins defense that good to, to do this type of football? Not sure, because Joe Flacco, even though he's got a Super Bowl, he didn't have the greatest game. Who had an amazing game was Garrett Wilson. Thank God he didn't go off on one of those two catches here or there that he could have got to the house because yeah. I mean, he was having a phenomenal game. And he, too, he is a great player to watch for the future for the Jets. So the Dolphins, you ran the football. Congratulations. I do believe, mark my words, it will be a competitive game against Buffalo, no matter who's at quarterback for the Dolphins. And I do believe we will see Tua. As a matter of fact, he will be practicing, in my opinion, come around Thursday. He will get clearance and he will get the ball Come Sunday. I don't see a guy that talented. I know the concussions are what they are. And the players, you know, have to follow and abide by the rules. But granted, once it comes to the playoffs, if the player says he's good to go, he's good to go. It will come down to Chua. And he's a baller. He wants to be there for his football team. Mark my words. He will be starting come Sunday for hey, the Dolphins. Dominic, that's the big question, right? Is he going to play? Will he not? And I think you said it very well there, Dominic. At the end of the day, it's going to be up to him. If Tua wants to play, I think he's going to play. Look, of course, the concussions are scary. A lot of people, I think the majority are saying Tua should not play. He's a competitor, right? And I was listening to NFL uh, Network yesterday, and he said he wants to play in this game. Uh, I think he's going to play as well. I do think it's a coin toss right now. I would not be shocked to see uh, him not playing this game. But if I, you know, if I had to bet my lunch money, I am picking him to play in this game. Um, and you know, I think he will. And look, well, the points ready. It's a nine and a half right now in favor of the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, quote unquote, should walk over the Dolphins in this one. But you look at the two matchups they had this season, Dominic. Miami beat them in the first in the the first matchup of the season in Miami. The second matchup was a very close game, right? Bills squeaking out the victory, thirty-two to twenty-nine. Incredible game that I was at the snow game. Um, so it was two tight games. They split the series. This is basically the the rubber match. This uh, you know so far, and like we talked about with the Seahawks, Dominic, divisional games are not uh, are not easy. No matter who is playing in these games, and like for Miami, Dominic, as a fan, I'm so happy to see us in the playoffs. You know, of course, I want us to win, and you know whether we win by 20, we lose by 20. Just the fact that this team is in the playoffs after missing it for six straight years. Is you know is is a relief. The addition of Tyreek Hill, of course, um, making a huge, huge difference in this one here. But it was good to see the defense stepping up when it needed to. And uh, look, I think you know 
with Tua, a lot of question marks. Of course, we were going to have to wait and see. Uh, he's not cleared yet to play as we record this. It's Wednesday. We'll know a, late, a little bit later on in the week. But, uh, you know, if Tua doesn't play, what happens? The Dolphins put in Teddy Bridgewater. Is he going to be cleared to play with his, uh, you know, with his finger after dislocating it? Or are they going to put Skylar Thompson back? And like you said, are they going to continue to run the football to beat Buffalo? I think they're going to need to get the ball in the air. I'm not sure the exact same recipe will work against Buffalo. I do think they'll have to run the football, but they're definitely going to need some chunk plays from their star receivers uh, in the passing game as well. Everything that's happening, uh, you know, in Buffalo with the DeMar Hamlin situation there. Thank God he's okay. Uh, you know, a, a gutsy win by the v Buffalo Bills. And uh, yeah, like we talked about, Dominic, they'll be playing the Dolphins in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, Buffalo takes it 35-23 to 23 away from the New England Patriots. And from the moment kickoff started, you know it was going to be Buffalo's game and New England was going to be trying to somehow stay into this game. They kind of did. At every turn, New England was right there. But then Buffalo just kept pounding it and pounding it and pounding it against those Patriots, no matter how it was, whether, whether it was special teams, whether it's the passing game, even the rushing game in this game, uh, we saw a really good uh, game from James Cook, you know, nine carries for 45 yards, averaging five yards a carry. I'd like to see him get the ball a lot more in the playoffs. I think that you do need to run the football. And I, I love Singletary as well, but it seems like he's just never can stay consistent. And so yeah. I'd like to give, I'd like to see James Cook with the ball in the playoffs, maybe he could shock a lot of people. That said, in this football game, Mac Jones, I mean, like, hey, I thought he was going to get, how do I say? I thought it was his game was going to be a lot less productive. Yeah. He still threw three touchdowns. Yes, he, he threw three picks. But, I mean, you got to try to win this football game. So, you're going to be throwing picks. You got to be a baller. But 26 for 40, is that going to be enough to give him uh, the, the head starting quarterback position next year? I'm going to say no. I think Belichick knows what he's doing. He had his team ready to play this game. You saw it. And some people th might think that Buffalo is the best football team in the NFL. So I think the Patriot fans out there, you should be really proud of your team because this team is building the right direction. You just need to find yourself a quarterback. And I expect them to change QBs starting next season. For the Bills, wow. Stephon Diggs, keep on doing what you're doing. You know, seven receptions, 104 yards, one TD. That's a guy stepping up when he needed to step up, you know, to try to get that victory. And he did. So kudos yeah. to those Bills. Kudos to the entire organization to stay uh, strong with all the adversity that uh, this, this franchise has gone through. So let's see what happens when they play against the Dolphins because it won't be easy, but I think that they know that and I think they're going to be ready for the Dolphins. Yeah, true, Dominic. And look, we didn't even talk about the fact that uh, that uh, Bills Bengals game and didn't end up being rescheduled. So Bills didn't have uh, um, a uh, basically well, they did have a chance at the one seed, but they would have had to have the Kansas City Chiefs lose. The Chiefs won, so basically Buffalo now uh, is going to uh, play. So how it works is that if they play Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, it'll be played at a neutral site. So the advantage of Buffalo winning that game meant that Kansas City will not be at home when they play. But still, you know, kind of tough for Buffalo, Dominic, because they, you know, didn't really have it. Well, going into Sunday, they didn't have a chance at the one seed because Kansas City won. I thought they would have found a way to replay the game. I thought that would have been the best solution eventually to replay it didn't look like there was enough time like you said Dominic you called it, it ended up being uh NA basically a game that didn't happen so Kansas City gets the, the one spot uh they get the bye however with Buffalo winning it means if they meet Kansas City in the AFC championship game it'll be played at a neutral site uh what are your initial thoughts on that Dominic yeah the NFL absolutely got it right you just had no way you could fit that Buffalo Cincinnati game I mean, it would have had to have been like on that Tuesday, the following day. And I don't think the players were ready. So they got it right. They did a no contest and the NFL just, you know, moved on. And obviously, I think that the flipping of the coin, sometimes, you know, you got to flip a coin. It's just we've seen it in sports. It's very rare you see it. But uh, yeah. this was all finally something good. The NFL got right, in my opinion. So kudos to the NFL. Alrighty, Dominic, we had, uh, like I talked about that game on Saturday, the Chiefs and the Raiders, but we had a bigger game on Saturday night, which was the Jaguars beating the Tennessee Titans 20-16. to The Jaguars sneaking away with this victory, Dominic. The offense not looking great at times, but it's the defense that stuck up and got a scoop and score late in this game and was able to provide the, uh, the extra 
oomph for the Jacksonville Jaguars team to win this game and not only make the playoffs, Dominic, but win the division. I you know if you would have told me this preseason that the Jaguars would have won the division, I would have said, come on, you're nuts. What are you talking about? And look, Tennessee did have injuries, of course, throughout the course of the season. Tanhill was a big um was a big loss for this team. Who knows what would have happened if Tanhill played? Who knows what would have happened if there wasn't injuries? But like we know. Injuries are a huge part of football now, Dominic. Week in and week out, teams have to deal with it. And it's a Jacksonville Jaguars, Dominic, winning in ugly fashion. But look, like I've always said, an ugly win is better than a pretty loss. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are your AFC South champions for 2022-2023 season. Yeah, kudos to the Jacksonville Jaguars to stick together and play all the way to the finish line. And who knows when that finish line will be for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but one thing's for sure, they punched their ticket into the playoffs. So my hat's off is to everybody in the entire organization because even myself was kind of laughing at pickups like Marvin Jones, to say the least. I just didn't think that uh, Zay Jones and Marvin Jones were going to be guys that were going to be leading the way uh, for this Jaguars team. And they did a couple good moves. You know, they made Travis Itzen the starting running back. He didn't have a great game at all against the Tennessee Titans, but you know, you're not going to have a great game every single game, but I think that, that that running game should be what I would lean on in the playoffs with Travis Etienne. I think he's the guy that could lead Jacksonville to maybe an upset victory in the first round. And for the Titans, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, Mike Rabel, I love him as a coach. He had a really good game plan. He was leading in this football game. Everything was going right. Joshua Dobbs, not, have, he didn't do any mistake at one point. He was just managing this football game as he should. Derrick Henry, he pounding the ball. They gave him 30 times the rock. He ran for 109. All the recipe for his success. But it takes one play. Just one play to turn it all upside down. And, you know, you got to give it to the Jaguars defense. Guys came out to play. Josh Allen scooping that ball, bringing it to the house. And, you know, this is what a good defense does. They find a way to help the offense. And that's what they did to help out those Jacksonville Jaguars. So I do expect a, a guy like Trevor Lawrence to learn from this game because he didn't have a fantastic game. He threw, you know, some receivers over. And I just think that no matter what, it was a good a building game to build your confidence, to enter the playoffs, to know what it's going to be like as an NFL player to be put in the most stressful circumstances, which is either try to make the playoffs in the last second or just to play a playoff game. So Let's see what they could do. They're playing with house money. Whatever happens in that Jacksonville game against the Chargers, they're playing with house money. Nobody thought they were going to be there. They have no stress. They should be very loose and uh, just put it all on the line and see what happens against the Chargers. Yeah, we'll be making our picks a little bit later on, Dominic, but without revealing your pick, what percentage or I'd say do, how much uh, would you say you give uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars a chance to win this game against uh, the Chargers? Well, they have their fans. I mean, it's, yep. a, it's it's in Jacksonville. It's a coin yep. toss game. Coin toss. Flip a coin, yeah. see where it lands. You'll find your victor. I like it. Uh, Tennessee Titans fire offensive coordinator Todd Downing uh, after uh, after this loss. Yeah, Tennessee, it's, uh, it's tough to see where they're going to go from here, Dominic. Uh, I don't know because look, they they were right. We forget how you know they were the one seed last year, and they ended up losing to the Cincinnati Bengals. So, uh, is there question marks in Tennessee? I mean, there seems to be now in terms of coaching. Uh, you know what's going to happen there at the offensive side of the ball with them. Uh, tough, you know, because Tennessee had a good team, and obviously had their, they are their sights on winning the Super Bowl, and to not make the playoffs is a tough pill for them to swallow. But congrats to Jacksonville. Happy they made the playoffs. Was rooting for them. Uh, they'll be playing those Los Angeles Chargers, Dominic and. So yeah, let's continue with our recaps. Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Not much to say here other than Cincinnati takes the division and uh, plays a pretty decent football game. I'm pretty proud of Baltimore throwing in Anthony Brown and still staying relevant in the football game. To me, it shows a lot of what John Harbaugh can do as a coach. And for the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, you just... Had a pretty decent football game. He didn't want to do anything too crazy. Uh, Jamar Chase showed up. He was, you know, him and Burrow, they have uh, that one-two punch that is going to be hard to beat coming into the playoffs. And I think Tyler Boyd got hurt in this game. He might have came back, but uh, I, I know at one point uh, I was a little bit worried for him because if you lose Tyler Boyd, you know, that's just more coverage on Chase coming the playoffs. So keep an eye on how his health is. In, in that playoff game against the Ravens in, in that rematch. Because if Boyd doesn't play, I think that uh, you're going to see Marcus Peters really 
uh, playing hard on Jamar Chase. So as much as uh, Cincinnati won this battle, they might not have won the war against the Ravens, and we'll see what happens come uh, wildcard weekend against the Ravens. Yeah, a lot to uh, talk about in this game, Dominic. A few things up in the air. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, is he going to play? Early reports now, not looking too good. He has not been ruled out yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, not looking great on Lamar Jackson playing. You know, I think that either way, the Bengals are favored in this game, um, no matter who plays. But, look, again, we just talked about divisional matchups. This is another divisional matchup. You know, teams, you know, want to win. And they don't. Uh, they're not gonna, The Baltimore Ravens will not fall down easily, no matter who's throwing for them. Uh, you know, Harbaugh has been a, a good coach all season. And they've dealt with injuries. And so managed, you know, to uh, to make a wild card spot is impressive for those Ravens. I think they're going to need to run the ball extremely well. Look, if they have any chance to beat the Bengals, we all know that. Um and we all know that uh, with, uh, with you know, the Ravens, that is their bread and butter. But I think especially in this game, it's going to be true. You want to keep Joe Burrow and that high prolific offense off the football field. And yeah, to that clock, get three to four yards of carry. If you have to, you know, win in a low scoring game, do what needs to be done. But uh, yeah, right now, not looking good for Lamar Jackson. Of course, things can change uh, between now and uh, and the weekend. But we'll have to wait and see on that. Dominic, a team I want to talk about, Dominic, is those Dallas Cowboys. Man, did they look awful against the Washington Commanders this weekend. I was watching this game with a few Cowboys buddies. And, you know, they were playing and I was like, are the Cowboys resting anyone? Like, what is going on? And, you know, they weren't resting anyone. I, you know, I kind of liked the call. Obviously, they did have something to play for. They were still uh, had the number one seed. Um, in in grasps. However, the Philadelphia Eagles end up snatching that. But still, you know what? Thank God no one got injured. You, I, For me, you want to have your starters playing. Uh, get them as many reps as you can before uh, the playoff games. They'll be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is a game I've been going back and forth on all week, but we'll be making our predictions later on. But yeah, Dominic, Dak Prescott has not had a great season. Uh, and look, a lot of it, you know, has been on his receivers, balls being tipped. Uh, so it's not all on Dak, but he is, he's been having a poor season uh, this year. Any way that you uh, that you cut it out and he did not have a good game in this one. And like, I don't know, Dominic, this could seem like a one and done situation for, for Dallas, just because the way they played this game, it, it seems to be the same thing with this Cowboys team, you know, year in and year out. And, Hopefully this loss lights a fire under their butt because they looked atrocious in their loss to the Washington Commanders, who had nothing to play for. Yeah, well, Washington, at the end of the day, were playing for their fans. They know that in the offseason, they're going to be seeing a lot of changes. And when I look at the stats and I'm looking at these running backs that ran the football, there's no excuse when you got a guy like Jared Patterson. He might have came out of a cereal box. I have no clue who that guy is. <laughs> running for 78 yards on 17 carries. It's just something that I, I would have bet on. I, I Honestly, I would have been like, who is this Jared Patterson? And yes, the Dallas Cowboys D would, would stop that guy, but they didn't, right? And uh, it comes down as well to uh, the franchise being ready from top to bottom. And I don't think they were. I don't think they cared too much about this game. At the end of the day, I think that, yeah, they wanted the number one seed, but they knew the Eagles were going to take it. So I think the message was clear, probably inside the locker room. Go out there do what you can, try to win the game, but don't get hurt. And I think that level of effort, you saw it. I mean, Dak Prescott, I don't think he's that bad. 14 for 37, 128, one touchdown and one interception. That's It's not just on him. I'm sure the receivers didn't run the routes properly. I'm sure a lot of things went wrong for the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm not going to go here and say that they're done in the playoffs. I think they have a lot of work. But this, to me, was a team getting ready for the playoffs and Washington just steamrolled over them because Washington was like playing for their fans, right? Every team, when they're playing at home, you play for your fans. And if you don't play for your fans, what the hell are you there for? So the Washington commanders deserve this victory. They won 26 to six, slapped the Dallas Cowboys in the face. And now those Cowboys have to wake up. They got the, the big game Monday against the, the, the frigging Buccaneers, who oh obviously a lot of people cheer for Tom Brady for a reason, because he's the goat. So they have their work cut out for them, and we'll see how they respond against Tampa Bay come wildcard weekend. Yeah, you know, quick shout out to uh, Sam Howell that played a pretty good game in this one. And, uh, you know, out of North Carolina, they'll be definitely question marks heading into the offseason. What's going to happen at the quarterback situation for Washington? You got Howell, you got Carson Wentz, you got Taylor Heineke. Uh, I know that Sam Howell played a good game and, you know, put uh, put a good word out for himself heading into the offseason. He looked good and uh, was was uh, fun to see him. You know, had a good career at North Carolina. Good to see him getting a chance here with Washington. Played a solid game. Like we talked about, Dominic, those Eagles, 
They win. They get the number one seed. It wasn't a fantastic game for them, Dominic, but they win just the same. This Eagles team, I guess you can say, is backpedaling a little bit into the playoffs, but two of those, those last three games were played without Jalen Hurts. Uh, are you worried at all about how the Eagles end up finishing the season, or do you think that, look, they get the one seed, they get the rest, and come playoff time, they're going to be ready to uh, to go out there and dominate? This is a very similar situation that I just described with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Nobody wants to get hurt, even though you know what you're playing for, even though you want to have the momentum coming into the playoffs. Every team wants to have that, but it's not worth it at the expense of an injury or two. I think that the Eagles played very well. I was kind of shocked that a guy like Davis Webb was able to be competitive in this game, no matter you know, who's playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. That was my only area of concern. I mean, Jalen Hurts, you know, he didn't have the greatest stats, 20 for 35, zero touchdowns, one pick. That's because probably Martindale, defensive coordinator for the Giants, you know, he knows how to attack quarterbacks, especially put pressure on quarterbacks. And that's how you're going to have to disrupt Jalen Hurts. He's going to have to lean on his offensive line. But this offensive line wasn't going to go there and, play all out football at least not in my opinion and that's the why you saw a closer game 22 16 the eagles take it i'm not worried at all if i'm an eagles fan you have the best offensive line in the nfl and at any point when they decide to play football watch out whoever they're playing against yeah um I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that dominic i think i'm a tad bit more concerned than you are but I do think that look you know you don't want to um, obviously they're playing for the one seed there Dominic but there's different you know ways you're approaching this game as you know it's a non-playoff game and you know you're not playing uh, one of the best teams in the league in terms of who they put out there uh, because they uh, the Giants ended up resting um the, the majority of their starters in this game. Not really a chance to, to move up or down in the uh, the standings. So I uh, stayed put, and they'll be playing the Minnesota Vikings, which is a game I'm really looking forward to. But yeah, you know, the Eagles, look, they, you know, wasn't pretty. They still got the job done regardless. Um, and look, at the end of the day, they still get the one seed, and, you know, that's going to be all important, maybe giving Jalen Hurts a little bit extra time to rest uh, if need be there. And uh, obviously the Eagles will be playing the lowest remaining seed, which would be the Seattle Seahawks if they're able to come away with the, uh, the upset victory against San Francisco, Dominic. Um, yeah, just going through these games, Dominic, a few more things. Good, impressive victory by your Steelers, Dominic. Let's talk quickly about that. Uh, you know, any thoughts of uh, Kenny Pickett heading into this offseason, the fact that he was able to kind of pick it up later on in the season? Yeah, I mean, last week we talked about how Pittsburgh decided to develop Kenny Pickett by letting him go on the field. He took over the, the job from Trubinsky and he delivered late in the season. I don't like his stats in this game, 13 for 29, 195. I'd like to see his, uh, his completion percentage a lot higher. But uh, as long as you leave the season with a victory, you, you get to just relax in the offseason, knowing that you went nine for eight. And, you know, I love TJ Watt. I think that he's probably the best defensive player in football. And if he stays healthy, no matter who's on offense, I think that this team's always been built through their defense so i'm really proud of those Steelers, and i think that the sky's the limit as long as you have tj watt on that team you can pretty much beat any team on any given sunday yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Dominic. Uh, it'll be cool to see what they decide to do. Kenny Pickett, like you said, not having the greatest game in this one, but still nonetheless uh, able to uh, to come away victorious for his team. How about that switch, Dominic, in the number one overall pick? You have the Houston Texans upsetting the Indianapolis Colts down by seven in this game. Texans fans are cheering, say, okay, look, we, we stayed competitive. Uh, you know, we're able to get two wins on the season. That's great. They complete a Hail Mary on fourth and 20 that should have been intercepted. They go for two they get it and now it's the chicago bears that have the number one overall seed dominic i think for me the silver well actually before i get into any of that um is there any chance that the bears keep the number one overall pick dominic and end up drafting a quarterback no i i think i'm with you on that one i think you know there's a slim chance i think there's a a bit more of a chance than people are saying there is you know, maybe you take a chance, you know, you draft a guy like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or Caleb Williams. And if it doesn't work out with Fields, you're able to have a, a solid backup uh, and maybe a backup plan. But I'm with you. I don't think they will end up uh, drafting a quarterback at number one. The majority of people seem to think it will be traded. Um, so wait and see. So let's say, Dominic, those Chicago Bears end up staying at number one. They probably won't take a quarterback. So that doesn't hurt the Houston Texans 
that much overall because you got to think Houston's taking a quarterback with their first pick. Oh, it hurts Houston tremendously. Okay. I'll explain to you what happened in my personal opinion. Lovey Smith, he was brought in there to do exactly what happened in this franchise, which is, listen, we're going to play conservative football. It's not going to be flashy. It's not going to be pretty. We're just going to try to play as best as we can to keep our fans happy. They go on and should have been a 2-14 and 14 team, but no, they are a 3-13 and 13 team. And I guarantee you, and people won't, won't probably see it this way. Lovey Smith, he was going to get probably fired regardless. Yeah. And it, it's sad to say that a guy gets hired to deliver what he just delivered. But the immediacy that he got fired in, like, yeah. bang, in two seconds, game's over. A good call. Oh, he was he was fired immediately. He was fired yeah. immediately because if you're the Chicago Bears right now, you are sitting on the treasure chest. The treasure chest that everybody wants to sit on top of, which is you could draft whoever you want. Whoever you want. That luxury comes with draft picks and a potential trades. And yes, Houston could do the same thing if they wanted to at number two. I'm sure they can get a pretty good haul, but not as good of a haul you could have got at number one, knowing full well you could draft absolutely anybody. So the Houston Texans ownership must be livid, absolutely livid, because they were probably playing for that number one and I'm sure there might have been some turmoil in that locker room. And you know what? I am proud of Lovey Smith because as a football fan, you're supposed to play every single down on any given Sunday and win that football game. No matter what, you do it for your fans. You do it for the victory. That's the reason why you play football. You don't play to lose. You don't trade, try to play for draft picks. You play to win. And he played to win. And yes, going for two is very unconventional, but that was probably a message that he was sending to ownership saying like, hey, I knew what probably what the plan was. I, you know, I jumped onto the ship and I was delivering you a stinky team, but his pride and his ego probably couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And he went <laughs> for the victory and he delivered. Kudos to Lovey Smith. You will get yourself a job no matter what next year in the NFL, whether it's a defensive coordinator, whether it's a head coaching position, you will be somewhere in the NFL. Because if I'm a guy that's a GM, I'm drafting a coach that wants to win on any given Sunday. Hey, amen, Dominic. I'm 1000% with you on that one. You don't play to lose. Enough with this stuff of all oh, you know, it, it could have been competitive and lost and got the number one overall pick and everybody wants number one overall pick. These guys aren't waking up in the morning, brushing their teeth, eating their breakfast and say, yeah, boys, let's go out and lose this game today. No, they're professional. They're men. They have families. They're human, just like us. They want to go out there and win the game. And credit the Houston Texans for going out there. And an incredible end to the season was fun nonetheless. So, you know, Lovey Smith, you got axed. I think you would have got fired either way, regardless of what happened. But I'm glad they played for the victory. We are talking some playoffs here, folks. The 2022-2023 NFL season is heading into wildcard weekend this weekend. I am super pumped. It all gets started with, with an NFC West divisional matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Before we get into that, let's stay in that division, Dominic. Cliff Kingsbury uh, getting fired as head coach from the Arizona Cardinals. Initial thoughts. Well, it's the right move. I mean, yeah. Kingsbury didn't deliver. He didn't uh, have a quarterback that seemed to be happy to the point where he got injured, and that was it for Kyle Murray. You need a guy with experience. If I see a college football coach as the coach for the Arizona Cardinals, you could honestly throw that team away for a minimum. I'm going to say one year, but I'm going to say two, three years because I don't think they rebound if they bring in Another college football coach, a la Cliff Kingsbury. I like that Sean Payton picked Dominic. You know what? Why not? His name's been thrown around uh, over the last little while, and you never know what you're going to, if he comes back in to, to the NFL. But if he does, I kind of do like that. And I'm with you on that. I think you said it well, Dominic. I think it was the right move. Kingsbury just wasn't getting it done. And, you know, it was cool having his, you know, his partner in crime, Carla Murray, and them together, you know, also being college uh, college buddies there. But, you know, no, it just didn't work out. And I think that, uh, I think this team will decide to almost clean house. Looks like they could potentially look to trade uh deandre hopkins which would be you know crazy to think of where this uh where this team was just a few years ago a lot of question marks in arizona but teams without question marks dominic in that division that will be playing in the playoffs are the seattle seahawks and the san francisco 49ers dominic 49ers are favored by nine and a half they get our wild card weekend started and look like we talked about i do think that these divisional matchup games 
um, end up being tighter than people expect. However, right now, the San Francisco 49ers team, Dominic, it's just hitting on all cylinders. And, you know, a lot of people think they're the team to beat, not only in the NFC, but in the NFL. And I think that San Francisco is going to is gonna win this game, Dominic. I could see it being potentially close at first, but I just think the Seattle Seahawks um, uh, just don't have enough firepower to keep up with uh, with this, this 49ers team. And I think the 49ers defense is going to get to Geno Smith, sack him three to four times in this game. Um, I don't think it's going to be an unnecessarily an ugly game. But I do think San Francisco will win, and I got them covering as well. Uh, I'm going to go with a final score. I'm going to go 29-16 to uh, 16 in this one for the 49ers. And, uh, you know, their magical season with uh, Brock Purdy continues. And, yeah, they get the dub at home over their rivals. Yeah, this is a tough one for me to call. I just – I love Pete Carroll. I think he's a phenomenal coach. And at the end of the day, coaching usually triumphs in the playoffs. Coaching is what – it's all about the scheme. What can you do to your opponent and, you know, put them behind the eight ball? Can Seattle get on top of San Francisco early? These are the questions that need answering. And I, I don't think they're, they're going to, I don't think it's going to happen. I, as much as I want to see it happen, I agree with you, William. I don't see Seattle being able to put enough points on the board early to make Purdy on the other end kind of like playing behind the eight ball because that's how you're going to have to beat the 49ers. This defense is solid from top to bottom. I think the guys like Pinlaw, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Jimmy Ward, the list goes on and on. San Francisco's defense is probably the best defense in the NFL. So good luck, Geno Smith. It's all on you, baby. You have to find Tyler Lockett multiple times in this football game. I want to see the play action right off the bat. First play of the football game, throw it deep if you're going to win this game. Because if you play behind the eight ball, Kyle Shanahan will scheme around you. And you're going to see Christian McCaffrey all day picking up yardage. You're going to see him. Obviously, they're going to send the house on Purdy. But they have the scheme already to counter any blitz scheme sent their way, the 49ers do. So give me San Francisco in a lopsided victory, 35-13. to 13. Alrighty, next up we got the Los Angeles Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Saturday night football, Dominic Chargers favored by two and a half. This is going to be a close one. This is going to be tough. Like you said, the game is in Jacksonville. This is probably the second toughest game for me to predict, Dominic. Look, the Chargers should win this game. On, on paper, they have the better team. I, I believe they have the better quarterback. Um, and we've been talking about this Chargers team as being, you know, a sleeper, quote unquote, for years now. So I'm going to go with the Chargers based on the fact that they should win this game. And I also do think that they'll win this game. I think they're the better team, Dominic. Uh, they have the better playmakers. And I think, you know, Keenan Allen um, will have a big impact on this game. We're still not sure what's going to happen with Mike Williams. He's listed as day-to-day -day, day -day getting injured in his last game of the season. But I think regardless, I think this is a Chargers game to lose. I think they're going to come out in this game. Uh, and, you know, defensively, they'll play solid. But I do think they're able to uh, to put up enough points on the offensive side of the ball as well. I'm going to go 26-20. to 20 20 in this one for the Chargers. Um, and if, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars want a chance at an upset in this one, Dominic, Lawrence is going to have to play much better than he did uh, this past Saturday against the uh, Tennessee Titans. And, uh, you know, I think I'll have a better game, but I just don't think it's going to be enough to beat this high-powered Chargers team. Yeah, this is going to be an ugly football game. Folks, get ready. This game's going into overtime, and it's going to be judged on who has the better kicker. I really do think that these teams are heavily evenly matched. There's not much big drop off on either side. You could give maybe the uh, the tip to the cap to the quarterback position to Herbert, just because he's got like a couple more years on his belt. But I, it's not by much, man. And I think some field goals are going to be going left, right, and somebody at the end of the day will get a field goal down the middle. I'm going to go with the Chargers as well. I don't know how they do it. I think uh, maybe on defense, you're going to see a huge interception at a key point in this football game. Uh, I think that that defense in the Chargers is, is superior. And I think that that's going to be the different maker. Derwin James, chalk it down. He seals the victory with a huge interception so they can get a beautiful field goal at the end of the game. Give me the Chargers in the victory, 28 to 25. All right, I like it. Good stuff. Tight games, overtime games. Gotta love that in the playoffs. Next up, another divisional matchup. We got the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo favored by nine and a half. Dominic, two is, uh, you know, 
uh, question to play uh, in this game. A lot of question marks there. But yes, game is in Buffalo, Dominic. Nine and a half point favorites are the Bills. You know, this is a divisional rival game, and we've seen some fantastic football between them two this year. Why would it be any different? And again, I don't know who's going to be a quarterback come Sunday, but I'm taking Tua. I'm taking Tua, and I think that, you know, Buffalo had a good chance last year. It's time to move aside to provide somebody else with a good chance. And dare I say, I am calling the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins will upset the Buffalo Bills, and we are going to see a shocker in the making. Let's go. Chua Chua will do what he needs to do, is get the ball in the damn hands of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I think that they will find a way to beat the Buffalo Bills in a high-scoring affair, 33-33 to in overtime. Who takes it? The one and only Miami Dolphins. Move aside, Buffalo. (laughs) Miami's going on to play the Kansas City Chiefs the next round because Buffalo, I think there's just too much attention on you right now. And at the end of the day, you guys had a huge story with Hamill. I think we're all focused on that. And I think we should be focused on football. His story was beautiful. The Miami Dolphins story is also beautiful. In other words, they have a lot of players out there that can play ball and they will bring it come Sunday. Give me Miami in overtime, 36 to 33. Wow, Dominic. That would be something else, Dominic. You got, I've got the chills right now. That would be incredible, Dominic. Uh, I, I could see it happening. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Dolphins fan as well. You know, the game's in Buffalo, Dominic. It's tight. And I'm taking off my Dolphins hat here and putting on my reporter hat here and my unbiased uh, NFL fan hat here. I do think the Buffalo Bills will win this game. But, however, I do think it'll be close. And I would not see be shocked if Tua plays this game to see Miami win. If Tua doesn't play, I think it'll be a very tough kill to climb for the Dolphins. But if Tua ends up playing in this game, I do think they'll have a much better chance. And I would not be shocked to see the upsets. However, I do think Buffalo Dominic has a good story now. They have a wide uh, with Hamlet, and they'll be playing this game at home. Buffalo needs to win the Super Bowl this year. If they want to silence the doubters, they need to win the Super Bowl this year. And, you know, one step in doing that is being the Dolphins. I think they win a tight one. I'm going to go 30-23 to 23, Buffalo over Miami in a good back-and-forth game. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Buffalo continues and they move on. All right, next up, Sunday, 4.30. we got the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. Dominic, the Vikings are favored by three at home. You know, the Vikings, amazing season early on. This team was firing on all cylinders. You had Jefferson showcasing to the world how an amazing ride receiver he is. 128 yards, sorry, 128 receptions, 1,809 yards this year. Wow. Hats off to Justin Jefferson. But who else is there to play football for the Minnesota Vikings on offense? Sure, you have Cook out there, 264 carries. 1,173 yards, ATD, really beautiful to have, amazing player. But what if I told you, what if I told you that Daniel Jones Uh is a poor man's Josh Allen? What if I told you that this guy somehow found a way to get 3,205 yards, 15 TDs, and five interceptions only? So in other words, how are the Giants even here? They are here because a guy like Brian Dable was able to scheme away from any opponent's strength. He was able to put a product on the field that was competitive almost every single week. This game comes down to coaching. And I'm sorry, O'Connell, you're just not ready to face a guy like Brian Dable. Give me the Giants in this football (laughs) game. Martin Dell will be blitzing Every single down, Kirk Cousins will be dropping back and he will get destroyed. He won't be able to find Jefferson. He's going to have to find the outlet on Cook's ability to grab the ball in the backfield. And honestly, at the end of the day, I don't see it happening enough. Give me the Giants in this football game in a huge upset, 23 to 20, and giving Daniel Jones the future keys as the franchise quarterback for the Giants moving forward. Wow, Dominic, I am absolutely in love with your takes this morning. I could see it happening. However, I'm going to go with the other side. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings in this one. And look, I know Minnesota's been inconsistent this year. It's just, 
I'm sitting back at the end of the day. I'm saying, who's the better team, Dominic? And and for me, it's the Minnesota Vikings. And look, I would not be surprised to see the Giants come away with the upset. I do think they keep it close. I think at the end of the day, Dominic, the best player on this football field is Justin Jefferson. And I just can't see him going early, home early, especially after the first week of the playoffs with the ways in playing this season. He's just too good. And this team just has too many weapons, Dominic. Yeah, Cook as well is good, but I like a guy like Adam Thielen, Dominic, and TJ Hawkinson, who they added this point uh, just a, a few uh, a few weeks ago, Dominic. They're just too solid of a squad, Dominic, are the Vikings. I know they're inconsistent. I think this is going to be one of their better performances. I think Cousins has a good game, and I'm going to go Minnesota 25-20 to 20 in this one over the Giants, but I love your take. All right, next up, we got Sunday Night Football. we got a few minutes left on the show. we got the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals favored by 7.5. Dominic, in this one, I think this is two teams heading in the opposite direction. You know how I feel about Baltimore, Dominic. I have not been a huge fan of theirs for much of this season. I know you've given them a bit of it more of the benefit of the doubt. I think no matter who plays in this football game, Cincinnati wins, Cincinnati covers. And, you know, right now, if I'm picking one team to come out of the AFC, Dominic, I'm picking the Bengals. So I got to go Cincinnati here. I'm going to go Cincinnati final score, uh, 30 to 14, and a bit more of a one-sided game for those Bengals over the division rivals. Yeah, well, the trend continues here, folks. The trend continues. I have the Baltimore Ravens wow. taking out the Cincinnati Bengals due to the fact that nobody knows exactly who the real Baltimore Ravens are. I'll tell you something, folks. I know who the real Baltimore Ravens are. When healthy, this team, I believe, will be healthy exactly at the right time, which is wildcard weekend. Bring it. Bring Lamar Jackson into the fold. He will play. Bring Peters into the fold. He will play. Bring in guys like Jason Pierre-Paul. He will play. Bring in guys like Wilcon Smith. He will play. This defense will lead the Baltimore Ravens to victory. Lamar Jackson will do just enough. And folks, he is playing for his future in Baltimore. Mark it down. Lamar Jackson wins this football game 27-24. to 24. The Ravens take it. See you later, the Cincinnati Bengals. Dominic, you are on fire. I love it, Dominic. Got to quickly do this game between the Cowboys and the Bucks. Tampa Bay underdogs in this one by two and a half at home, Dominic. Does the trend continue? Do you got the upset here? This is the toughest game of the week for me to call. How could you go against the GOAT? It all comes down to Ryan Jansen, folks. Keep an eye on whether Ryan Jansen is the center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that game. If he's not the center... Gimme Dallas, Mika Parsons gets to Tom Brady. If he is the center, gimme Tampa Bay to win in overtime. But I don't think Jansen plays. I think he does not. I think Mika Parsons is the difference maker. Gimme Dallas in this football game, 24 to 20. I'm going to take the quote-unquote upset here, Dominic. I like what Dallas has done, but I don't like what they've done at the end of the season. Tampa Bay hasn't been great, but I just got the story, Dominic, and my gut is telling me to pick Tampa at home and pick Tom Brady. And for those reasons and many more, I will. I got Mike Evans having a big game, and I'm going to go final score. Dallas 24, Tampa Bay 27. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers win this game by three, and that is my only upset pick of the week. Folks, hope you enjoyed the show playoffs i am super excited fins up glad to see my dolphins in the playoffs we'll see you next week same place same times will there only be eight teams remaining all right folks see you next week you were listening to cjlo 69 a.m in montreal